In 2018, a flurry of Google Earth photos revealed what many took to be a 50-metre-long UFO on the Antarctic island of South Georgia. The object appeared to have slid some distance through the snow and ice after crashing into a mountain. Join us on Aliens Explored as we investigate whether it was indeed an extraterrestrial craft that had catastrophically failed to complete its return to its hollow earth lair, or simply an odd natural phenomenon sometimes caused by landslides. This episode is dedicated to Israel, our Explorer of the Week. Israel is a subscriber to our Patreon, which gives him access to all kinds of rewards and provides us with the means to keep doing what we do. Check out our Patreon to see which level suits you. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs up in the skies above us and down beneath the depths of the sea and crashed into mountains. What's that? I'm one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> I'm straight in there with it. How are you keeping yeah, well? well. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Good, yeah, good, do, good. Do, doing well. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy, at, at least. Oh, that's one up from uh, and, me. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, I've even earned a bit of money recently. So um, have you? That's unusual yeah. for an actor. It is, isn't it? <laughs> have you oh, earned mate. some money? Did you do I a have. plumbing job on the side? No, I did. A, I've done. A, I've done a couple of student films and a couple of other bits and bobs. I, I did, and uh, against my better judgment, earlier this week, Monday and yeah, it was Monday and Tuesday. I did. Um, I did some background work on a Bollywood movie. Ah, you and, and I and have both occasionally done this, haven't we? We, we have, but inadvisable it, it, sometimes. It, Not it always. The, the, the excitement <laughs> came um, when we were filming outside the, the Ministry of Defence in London, mm-hmm. and it turned out we didn't have proper permission but oh this guy, for the love of god <laughs> this guy this guy in a high-vis jacket suddenly came running over to we've got to get out of here armed police are on their way and um and then he went off and i was thinking well who's in charge here i thought he was the director and then the guy who 
was the director, said, right, we've just got time for one take. So everybody ready? And we all got ready. And we we're waiting for these cars to come and park up so we could sort of open the doors and let these dignitaries out, played by actors and extras. And suddenly the guy in the high vis jacket came running and said, Why are you still fucking here? Get out of here. Run. <laughs> and then we could hear the sirens all around us as we uh, as we ran back across the street. And actually I detached myself from the main crowd yeah, where they had all the tripods and everything set up. Mm. Um, I moved and, and stood by a couple of what looked like squaddies stood by the war memorial. So I thought oh, I'll just blend in with them in case guns start getting waved around and people start getting handcuffed. So that's Bollywood for you. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, we've we <laughs> at least you've got a good story to tell. <laughs> yeah, I'll dine out on that one for years. There's a lot more detail to it, but uh, oh, I'll, I'll look yeah. forward to that off air. <laughs> Usually with Bollywood, the um, the key thing is like you know, are you going to get paid? Yeah, they- I. <laughs> yeah, they have a terrible reputation for either taking a very long time to pay you mm. or for, for not paying you at all. And I'd, I'd recently done my first Bollywood, and then I was on another job, and there was a guy there who happened to be Indian. He was a he was a doctor, a medical doctor. And he said, oh, yeah, in India, you know, Bollywood, it's all, it's all funded by organised crime and money laundering, and they have huge political power because politicians want to be associated with, with Bollywood celebrities. It's a really big... Right. Um, Okay, it's a okay. really big, big thing. Well, I, I mean, I know myself that a lot of not all Bollywood productions. It's got. It's got I think it's important to clarify this point. Yeah, Some not, not all Bollywood productions. Um, but no, I've I've known of numerous Bollywood productions that 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 will do a film shoot in London or or parts mm. of the UK, um, and then as soon as they've called, right, that's a wrap. They they pack up all their kit. They fly back to India, and of course, because it's a different country, that you just never hear from them again, and they won't pay anybody. Yeah, um, that's quite a regular thing. But you do tend to get fed very well. That's right. Yeah, if you, if, especially <laughs> especially if you like curry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the food is usually of a very high quality. Yeah, um, there is uh, that. Touchwood. My experience of Bollywood has been has been okay. I've not. I've, mm. I've I've stayed clear of some of the more notorious productions, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, but, oh, well, yeah, definitely mm. a good story, fantastic. <laughs> I can't compete with that um, <laughs> at all. I'm just sat here with me bovril. So yes, I've been chased away by armed police this week. But um... oh, crikey, crikey! Well, we'd better move on to something far less contentious and uh... <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Mm. Um, so back in 2018, uh, early part mm. of March, a YouTube channel by the name of Secure Team 10, who are a UFO expose channel, um, mm-hmm. they released a video taken from Google Earth of, uh, yeah, this this island in Antarctica, um, South Georgia Island. South Georgia. So for our American listeners, not to be confused with Georgia in the which, United States. Which I almost and, did last week. Yes. And, and <laughs> with for, Brittany. <laughs> yes. And for those those of you listening from former Soviet Central Asia, it's not that Georgia either. It's a tiny little island in the South South Atlantic, virtually in Antarctica, isn't it? It's Oh, it is Antarctica. Well, it was part yeah. of Antarctica that's ba- basically broken away. 
Mm. Um, that's that's my understanding of it. Um, yeah, it also called the Sandwich Isles. Is that? Um, I've I heard that. No, I don't ah. know. I don't know if it's the same place. Um, I know what what South Georgia is famous for is. Um, any of you have heard of Mutiny on the Bounty? Uh, when Captain, when the crew finally mutinied against their Martinet captain, Captain Bly, and put him and a few of his retainers into an open boat and just set them adrift in the middle of the ocean. Well, it turned out that that um, Captain Bly might have been a harsh disciplinarian, but he was he was a, a top class sailor, and he navigated this open boat over a thousand miles. I can't remember the exact distance. It, it remains the longest journey ever. He still holds the record for this journey in an open boat, which was, I think, end of the 18th century, beginning of the 19th right. century. Um, and, and eventually they fetched up in South Georgia. Okay. Okay. So South Georgia is famous for two things then, Captain Bly and this UFO. Well, it was also, it was also the trigger for the Falklands war back in 1982 when, um, uh, some some Argentinian scrap dealers. Well, first of all, the British government decided their their commitment to defending their territory in the South Atlantic wasn't as as much as previously. They 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 scrapped this ship called the Atlantic Conveyor, which was their defence down there. And um, soon afterwards, a bunch of um, Argentinian scrap merchants arrived on South Georgia and started dismantling a whaling station. So the British government issued an order to the Argentinian government of the, the military junta of General Gautieri saying, cease and desist. Uh, General Gautieri's government said, um, we don't know anything about it. Um, so the British government said, well, you do cease and desist or else. So General Gautieri, who was having an awful lot of problems at home, decided, I know what will be a great distraction, a foreign war. So he invaded the Falkland Islands, which... Uh, Many people were surprised when they first heard it because they, they sort of thought they were somewhere near the Orkneys or the Faroe Islands off the coast of Britain. <laughs> but no, they're way down the South Atlantic off the coast of Argentina. And that was a great distraction. Unfortunately for him, uh, British leader Margaret Thatcher also needed a distraction, which uh, she thought a, a, a foreign war would, would suit well. So, so we had the Falklands War in which over a thousand people died. And it was only many years later when it was discovered that um, when when the Argentine government said they didn't know anything about these scrap metal dealers dismantling the whaling station, they were actually telling the truth. These dealers mm. had been employed by a British company. <laughs> so if, if you or your loved ones have lost lives or limbs in the Falklands War, it was all a big misunderstanding. Mm, I wonder how many other wars were over misunderstandings as well. Uh, but, <laughs> yes. well, that's... Interesting for the island. That's not mm. what we're here to talk about. So yes, everyone no, take a um, take everyone a take a breath. Digression drink. <laughs> In fact, I was hearing a story from Ed. So this week, as as we're recording it, um, mm. uh, Ed is a regular listener, and uh, he was saying he was walking to work at three a.m. listening to an episode and calls out quite loudly as he's got his headphones on. Up oh, digression drink. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, yeah, some bewildered looks around him, no doubt. <laughs> well, take take another sip because yeah. 
We'll, we'll try and stay on topic. So this UFO crash on the island of South Georgia. Yes. So um, the footage that was shown, uh, like I say, it, it, this came to light in March 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but they believe that the footage was actually taken in 2011 from a Google right. satellite, uh, the Google imagery. Um yeah, so you've got this, uh, basically this this mountain on South Georgia, Mount Paget. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got what looks like a lot of disturbance from it, and then heading away from it for a long distance, you've got this big long trail carved into the. I, I want to say snow, but it's actually ice, isn't it? Um. I say it, it does it look snow like snow. And ice? It, it does. It does look like there's deep snow there, doesn't it? It looks like it's cut a deep path, well, a sort of trail through it, but into and the then, um, frozen water. And uh, yeah, it's it's trailed for a long way, and it's this object, this long cylindrical object um, that's just there, stationary. Well, it looks different shapes because I've seen a picture where it looks like this perfect disc. Hidden, ah, um, there in a, in a, are, that's a different uh, that's occurrence. a different one that's a different one which we might talk about on a future episode so the right. disc one ignore for now <laughs> okay um, although it's worth mentioning that actually because it shows a repeated event it does um, um, and enter our old friend a familiar name to our to our listeners um, Scott C Waring remember him he's the guy who spotted the uh, the cloaked B1 bomber on on Google Earth um, he also spotted this crashed UFO in Antarctica and um, all cred to Scott C Waring if, if you're listening Scott we'd love to hear from you um, on, on the basis of this this sighting, um, Scott C. Waring made an application to Donald Trump and said, will you make me head of NASA? And got to be worth a punt, hasn't it? Because, you know, with, with the Donald, who knows what he might or might not agree to if he catch him in the right mood, you know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you've got you to admire that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably... A good job he wasn't made head of NASA, I would say, <laughs> on the on the basis of that. No disrespect, Scott. Um, I'm sure you find mm. it many things, but uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I, I hope Scott is listening. Um, I, I read a story. I read a story in the Sun newspaper online. Uh, I didn't go and that's buy it. Newspaper in inverted commas because yes. they make up a lot of shit. Well, for, for our American listeners, it's a it's a Murdoch rag. It's a lowest common denominator, conservative right wing rag aimed at aimed at semi literate people. I would say who are going to vote conservative. Um, it's extremely censorious and moralistic. Um, it used to be it it used to be known for its. Um, I mean, we used to love it when we were at school. We'd always get on the bus <laughs> because um, it, it featured its famous page three. Page three, there would always be a large picture of a topless model. In those days, black and white, but gradually moved into colour. The, the page three stunner. The page three stunner, I should say. Mm. And, uh, of course, what we used to say about the sun was tits sell it and buy it. I'm going to have to edit that out, you realise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We don't you use that word. To... We don't use that word on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, according to the sun... Um, 
UFO expert Scott C. Waring has suddenly shut down his site and um, claiming that um, UFO sightings weren't being taken seriously, that his his sightings were being used as entertainment, um, which was never his intention. So um, he's gone off in a bit of a huff. But um, Scott, if you if you are if you're listening, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, oh, I, I would. Anyway, would you? <laughs> I, I would very much, um, very much like to hear from Scott. So, if that's true, and and I'm saying if because it's the sun, they hmm. tell a lot of lies, hmm. um, and they, yeah, they just make stuff up. They um, they push a certain agenda, don't they, for on behalf of the the Murdoch Corporation, the so, oligarchy. If it is true that um, Scott has shut it down because it, the entertainment value, I, I would say, I would actually reach out to Scott and say, if people are looking at these things and reading about them for entertainment value, that's not a bad thing because they are getting educated, albeit through ed- yep. entertainment. Um, so, yeah, I would, uh, I would. I would ask him to reconsider if that's his reason, but it might be a completely different reason anyway. No, I, I agree with you absolutely that a good way of teaching people things is through entertainment. Yes. So that's the disc one. We're not talking about that today. <laughs> that's, the, that's what we're not talking about. The week. I, mean, I think we've I think we've covered it now. Uh, oh no! Wait. Oh no! We can talk about that one at length another time. Okay. But, uh, so what yeah. we're talking about is. What was well the landslide basically? Well, um, mm-hmm. I've heard this thing. Well, go on. Do you want to put forward that counter argument as to what it might be then? Well, uh, a chap called Richard Waller, who's a, a senior lecturer in physical geography at Keele University in the UK, um, for some reason decided to tell the Daily Mail this. But he said that what the photo actually depicts is an avalanche that uh, where one large block of ice or rock rolled much further than the rest of the collapsed snow and of course when it when it's on when it's on ice or snow even something that isn't round can travel a long way even a, as as the, this one isn't round it's long and thin that is uh, true uh, however the rest of the sort of disturbance mm. um that that is clearly there mm. um for one thing, it's on top of the trail. So the avalanche, as it were, came down after the trail was formed because it covers the trail. Um, no, I don't think that is what, what we're seeing. I think what, what we've seen is, a, is an avalanche where it's all sort of landed at the bottom of this mountain, but then one large rock, and this can happen, apparently, has kept going. It's, it's a momentum has kept it going. Apparently, something like that can travel up to five miles. Well, this did travel a mile. Mm. Um, the the track itself is is a mile long. Mm. Um, however, it is the only idea. The rest of it, like travel twenty meters. Yeah, that can happen. You just get one large bit that goes much much further than all the rest that just breaks up. And also, you're saying a rock now. This this rock to give its dimensions, mm. it is. 40 foot high mm. and 30 foot wide but it is 200 feet long yeah so it's a huge block of ice it's yeah, a that, massively that, long well, well, well that's got some momentum behind it that's going to go a long way it it is but on a slippery when, surface 
if this has fallen off a mountain, it's going to break into pieces. Something that long, it, it's not a a stable structure for falling off a mountain. Um, it's not, but I, I imagine there were lots of other bits like it that did break up into pieces, and maybe it just glided over them. Mm, I'm not convinced. And, and then, and then, what did it do? Did it just sort of sink into the snow and disappear? I.e., melt. Well, is it still now, a- that's very interesting because earlier today I had a look. So for anyone who's interested and does the whole Google Earth thing, I'll, I'll give you the coordinates right now. Um, mm. This was detected at 54 degrees, 39 minutes, 44.62 seconds south. By 36 degrees, 11 minutes, 42.47 seconds west. I will put that in the description for this <laughs> as well. Um, however, I can tell you, I had a look today, and it's not there. The track is mm. not there. But then if the image was taken in 2011, you get snow drifts. Things are going to get covered up. Um in more ways than one, perhaps, if if the governments were involved. Um, but yeah, you know, it would naturally get covered up by the snow anyway. But I, so, I think, you know, if this was a, a a UFO, the governments would have been in there and had it away anyway. So, when when exactly was this spotted? Uh, I don't know when what date they actually found it all i know mm. is that it was it, it the ep, the um sorry the youtube video uh, from secure team 10 came out on march the 4th 2018 now i can find no reference to this prior to that at all so they seem to be the people who've broken the news on it um but they do say and presumably there is a way of finding out about it. I, I honestly don't know myself. Um, mm. But the images, the Google images that they were looking at were taken in 2011. Okay. So that's so, 11 years ago. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is Southern Hemisphere, so March would be sort of end of the summer down there. Well, yeah, but we we wouldn't know when in 2011 the image was taken. No, but as I they're going to be because of where it is. Um, they 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 do get the seasons down. They're not just buried in snow all the time. So, in when, when it's winter in here, it's going to be summer down there. That's when snow and ice is going to be melting, hmm. and that's when things are going to fall off mountains, um, and and melt or or get covered up in the in the winter that follows. Well, because Google imagery, that, that's a static image. A, we don't know how long it had been there. Um, mm. it, it might have been there for a couple of years before Google took its image anyway. Or it might but have I, been seconds before. Yeah, there is I, no I way of knowing. I mean, the object might have lasted, but I don't think the trail that it left as it moved would have lasted very long at all. Um. No, I mean, I'm inclined might... to agree. I am inclined to agree. It looks to me like the trail had some coverage hmm. already happening anyway. But um, it wouldn't have lasted a winter. No, I imagine not. I imagine not. 
Um, but like I say, also, you know, if uh, the American government or the UK government or some government somewhere in the world has gone in and taken the actual object itself, mm. um, yeah, there'd be absolutely no trace of it ever again. Well, Britain does maintain a military presence down there, maybe. There we go. Um, and do you know what? I, I know we've talked um, previously on episodes about, or made mention at least, of cigar-shaped UFOs, mm. which this um, does put me very much in mind of. What it really, looking at this image, do you know what it really, really reminded me of? Was a Muamua. Okay, yeah. Do you remember when we talked about the asteroid that made the course correction coming through the solar yeah. system? And accelerated away with no and, apparent... Yeah. It really made me think of a Muamua. Hmm. Although this would be much smaller. Would it? How big is a Muamua? I don't... Off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't normally... Go on to Google while we're mid-episode, but um, mm. I'm going to, on this occasion, Oumuamua uh, Because our listeners dimensions. need to know. They need to be right. They don't want to have to go back to Oumuamua. And... Okay, so according to Wikipedia, which is not always accurate, Oumuamua um, is a small object estimated to be between 100 and 1,000 metres long, or Three hundred to a... three thousand feet. So that's that's quite a variance, isn't it? That is a hell of a variance. <laughs> but you yeah. are looking at something quite a distance away, I suppose. So hmm. a muamua at its smallest possible dimension wouldn't actually be that much bigger. Hmm. And you think if something did sort of come through the atmosphere and burnt up? on re-entry to get a lot smaller. The asteroids get much, much smaller, mm. for example. Now, if this was a craft, though, that would be... You'd think that they'd have a way of avoiding that. Wouldn't an asteroid that size colliding with our planet cause a massive explosion that we would know about? Oh, undoubtedly an asteroid would, yes. But a craft... Crashing into the side of a mountain and sliding down. A craft that can actually decelerate yeah. and gently land, yeah. An asteroid hitting us at at a hundred thousand miles an hour, that would Yeah. That would make a hole, wouldn't it? That's like yeah. shooting a football with a, a nine mil bullet. <laughs> um What else is two hundred feet long, I'm wondering? I'm thinking aircraft size. Um um, you're thinking a fuselage a of some of a transport plane or something. Um, so a Boeing seven two seven, uh, no, mm -hmm. Boeing seven five seven is probably a better example. Uh, uh, one hundred and fifty five feet. Hmm. What about a military transport like a, a Galaxy? An American galaxy. They're, they're huge things, aren't they? These they are. transporting tanks. They are. But yeah, so we're looking a little bit bigger than than a a, a a passenger aircraft. I'm thinking of things that you know people like our listeners can relate to. 
Um, so yeah, so if you think your average plane that you get on to go on your holidays to Barbados in, um, mm. a bit bigger than that. A, a, a Galaxy, the C5M Super Galaxy aircraft, is 75.53 metres long and just shy of 20 metres high. Okay, 75 metres long. That, yeah, that's um, so 200 feet is, I believe, just over 63 metres. Hmm. So it's going to be a little bit shy of that. So A bit smaller than a Galaxy US transport aircraft. There you go. So there we have that. Um, so it's a big old thing. Mm-hmm. It's it is shaped a big... like a lot of UFOs are. It's moved away from all the other detritus that has come down the mountain. Mm-hmm. The uh, escarpment, is that the um, correct term? I don't know, actually. <laughs> uh, I've heard that word somewhere to do with mm, I don't avalanches. Know Anyone anyone who's got their own level geography will be able to tell us if that's an <laughs> yeah. or not. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's quite an interesting image. I mean, there's images of it all over the internet. So if you, uh, if you pop it, South Georgia UFO mm. crash, into Google, um, yeah, you should mm. find lots of images there. Um, so let's summarise then, Neil. Have I convinced you? Is it a UFO? Well, when I when I googled the South Georgia UFO crash, the first thing I found was a LiveScience.com page with the headline: "This weird Google Earth picture does not show a crashed UFO." And uh, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I'm afraid. You don't. Why think do these there fucking might be UFOs an agenda? Keep... Why do these UFOs keep crashing? Well, I would say they don't keep crashing. I would say it's rare for them to crash. There's just mm. a lot of them. There'd have to be an awful lot, you know. If you um, if you and flew on a commercial airliner every day, you would be involved in a major crash once every. I think it's something like ten thousand years. They're that rare. So there's okay. an awful lot of UFOs out there crashing. They they seem to crash more often than our commercial aircraft. We don't know how many more there are, though. We don't. That's that's the key thing. Uh, we don't mm. know what anti-UFO weaponry exists. Um, there's certainly been plenty of rumours about it. Are there? I, I'm oh, not yes. so sure. I'm not <laughs> oh, so sure. I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm not, I mean, when when Donald Trump announced Space Force, I think um, he was really. Um, talking about the militarization of space of high altitudes um, in order to be able to wage war against terrestrial enemies such as Russia and China. I don't think he was talking about defending the planet from an extraterrestrial force that would likely be hundreds, if not thousands of years more technologically advanced than us. It would be like um, pygmies in the Amazon trying to fend off a B-1 bomber. Yeah. I don't put anything past anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, so your take is that this spire of ice mm. fell nearly 10,000 feet down a mountainside, yeah. survived that impact, then slid over a mile away. 
Yeah. Okay. And that happens. That happens a lot. <laughs> Why don't we see the evidence of it then? And and who knows that it isn't? I mean, it it, it could be several rocks all just rolled in a line, couldn't it? They 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 the 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 way that they came down the mountain, they were channeled into a gully, and they all went along the same route, like a one big rock, and then lots of others following behind. Yeah, like ducklings. Yeah. Oh, that's an that's an image to take away. I I remain convinced that this is that's something what unusual. With. Something unusual. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick a stake in the ground and say that's an alien spacecraft. I'm I'm gonna say there's something more going on with this. Hmm. Hmm. But what do you think, listeners? Uh, you can let us know via the usual means. You can email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us through Facebook and through Twitter by searching Aliens Explored. Or if you are one of our Patreon patrons, you can get access to our exclusive Discord server and chat with like-minded people. Uh, as well as us, um, about this and any of the subjects we discuss here on the show. Uh, we do love hearing what you think about things, don't we, Neil? We do. We do. We, we love it. We can't get enough. Absolutely. So, yeah, do get in touch. Um, so, next time... Oh, next time's a good one. Um, we are going to be talking about the... 1989 and 90 Belgium UFO wave that wow. struck lots and lots of UFOs from one to lots. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So look that forward to that. Look forward to absolutely. In the meantime, keep watching those Google Earth images because you never know what you're going to find. And of course, keep yeah. watching this. That, that one's aimed at you, Scott. I hope you haven't <laughs> yeah. given up entirely. <laughs> Absolutely. Do get into yeah. it, Scott. Yeah. Um, so, take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.